yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is Heckaborn. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. What's it called? The helicopter parent versus the lawnmower parent? Yeah. For me, you know, Olivia's hurt her ankle. Mm-hmm. I thought I could just tell the front, you know, the front office that you didn't have, you know, she can't do PE. And they're like, no, she has to bring in a letter and they give it to the teacher. Well, like I know already from what Oli said, the teachers are kind of ones, the PE ones that take things maybe a little too seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of already have been, you know, I try to word it right because I know Olivia will freak out worrying what I will do. But I'm like, just let me know how they are when you give it to them, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want them giving her trouble for not being able to do it, you know? So you're going to get her checked out? Yeah, I made an appointment for next week, but the PE teachers, you know, I've been trying to not, you know, get too involved because Oli's always like, don't call my school. (laughs) Yeah, she's probably right. She's right to an extent, but she was like, yeah, we had to run a mile, but, you know, they wouldn't let us have water till the end. And I'm like, these guys are 10. Like, Dude. if they want water, let them have water. They should be able to run a mile without water. And they were doing this when it was still at the, granted, maybe under the 200 days. Yeah. It's still smoky. Oh, that, yeah. It's, That's to not me, cool. it's like, like, knock it off, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe my kid should be able to, but if my kid wants water, let them have water. They're 10. I don't care, you know. Nah. I don't know. <laughs> But that's the lawnmower thing is like, I know it's like if you, if they say anything to Oli about this shit, <laughs> well, Kim says I'm heartless. Cause well, okay. So Saturday we, uh, I was fishing with the boy mm-hmm. and I get a call like around 10 and we had been fishing since like seven and mm-hmm. Kim's like, he sounds upset. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, I fell I'm like, Oh shit. Are you okay? And you know, I said all the right stuff. And even asked, hey, do you want us to come home? And she's like, no, I'll be fine. And then I'm like, okay, well, let me know if there's anything you need. And then I went on fishing. And then my stupid ass took that to mean, yeah, we're good. And so we get done. Well, yeah, I would have too if it was like, oh, I'm fine. I would have thought, okay, so that that was the extent of us talking about it. Yeah. You know? So we might be a guy thing. I don't know. (laughs) I think it could be, but yeah. So we get home around one and I'm unpacking all the gear in the garage and then I got some stuff to work on. So I just go and, you know, say hi and then go to the office and hide out to, you know, cause that's kind of what I do. And then she just comes in fucking furious. Like, and I'm like, what's going on? Just like, you don't care. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, thought you said you were okay <laughs> and she's like you didn't yeah. me. and it just comes out like if someone is hurt i'm like i think i'm you know i'm on i'm totally involved like i'm interested i'm totally like whatever you need i got it you know i'm more of an er nurse than i am a hospice because if you yeah. need the comfort after you know the immediate threat is gone i am fucking useless <laughs> No, I'm done. Yeah, we're already done, aren't we? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, like, is, is that still bothering you? <laughs> Fuck, what do you want That's me to do? Again. Yeah, so not good. But you had to play nurse this week. Yeah, Annie got 
some sort of super flu this week. And uh, I don't know. I've been told that I'm not a good nurse. And especially from like Olivia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'll be like, you're the worst. You don't take care of me. But so far, luckily, Annie's been like, you're doing, she's happy. Because like I do the same thing like you just said. I I will be like, okay, I'll go get you food. I'll go get you this, you know, so whatever you want to eat, I'll get you your medicine, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been there trying to be by, but also trying to be smart. Like, okay, I can't, like, hug on you. I know, sure. I don't know, I end up feeling bad because it's like I want to do more at the same time. I want to make sure if I can at best try not to get sick, especially with I'm going to get Olivia back tomorrow, you know? Well, it cracks me up because the old man didn't get it, but the young kid did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, I didn't get it, and At least she not got yet. it. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we're recording over the phone today because I don't want to catch whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah, because I could just be incubating it. Like Typhoid I could look Mike. fine, and yeah, I could just be spreading it all around this. It, I think it all comes down to I really do believe and treat others how you want to be treated. Oh, yeah. I, unfortunately, my default is leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> You know, my thing is, I fell down, I feel stupid, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want anyone near me. I I need to uh, short circuit that. Yeah. We're talking today about something else entirely, because my kid, at his school, they have something called the buddy bench. (laughs) The buddy bench. I know. I think if we had it in our school, we would have just ripped the shit out of each other on it. But Yeah. Hello, stupid. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But if you need a buddy, you just sit down there. And you can't do that at Catholic school because, but never mind. I'll be your buddy. No, no, but seriously, like, um, if you're having a bad day, you sit down there and someone will come around and talk to you. So, like, he used it a couple of weeks ago when, like, his favorite when yard duty retired. And he was just oh. sad and wanted to talk about it. So, that was, you know, I was glad it was there. And then I guess on Monday, uh, he wanted to play with a kid and they were being dicks. And so he sat on the buddy bench and then one of his friends found him there and then they went off and, you know, a different friend and had a great time. And then the next day he saw that same friend sitting on the bench and he's like, hey, what are you doing there? Let's go. It's just a cool tool and that's how they're using it. And as of yet, there's not that stigma. So I'm super happy about that. Yeah. Nobody's going, loser. (laughs) Well, it's a tool and they have options because when we were kids, we didn't have anything like that. No, no. Just like, nope, you're just a loser. <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was just kind of yeah. It was uh, you know I still remember a lot of like lunches or recesses, just kind of trying to make it look like I was doing something when I really wasn't, especially in grade school. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just wander around like your your normal friends out there. So you're like, damn it, now what? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes your kids need help making friends and i know our parents would not have given a fuck i think they would have cared but as far as getting involved this is why i think we may get too involved with our kids sometimes yeah no i agree i do that yeah ollie already told me this week that she was having some issues with some of the kids at school it's starting to be where there's starting to be some bullies you know yeah she's had bullies in the past she though but these are like the real deal getting ready to be real bullies later you know mm-hmm. Yeah, And she got mad because she had said, you know, there was certain times in the past where, you know, you didn't do anything about this time. And I was like, oh, I talked to the teacher. I just had said, I, you know, I wouldn't get involved unless it got worse. But I let him know. And she was like, you what? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I'm. All, they always know what's going on. She's like, what? She got so furious. Uh, you <laughs> can't get mad at me for not doing something about it, and then get mad at me because I did something about it. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm like, it's like so, on some of them, I'm letting them know, like, hey, I'm waiting to see how she's handling it and how it goes, but you need to know mm-hmm. that this is happening, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I think. We need to get like in the kids mindset because it's different with us. You know, it's like for the most part, if you've got kids, pretty much you've got your friends and you're not really taking on new ones. Yeah. I found a clip from Seinfeld talking about that. Here goes. When you're in your 30s, it's very hard to make a new friend. But whatever the group is that you've got now, that's who you're going with. You're not interviewing, you're not looking at any new people, you're not interested in any seeing any applications. They don't know the places, they don't know the foods, they don't know the activities. If I meet a guy at a club or a gym or something, hey, look, I'm sure you're a very nice person, you seem to have a lot of potential, we're just not hiring right now. Of course, when you're a kid, you can be friends with anybody. You remember when you were a little kid, what are the qualifications? If someone's in front of my house now, that's my friend. They're my friend. That's it. Are you grown up? No? Great. Come on in. Let's jump up and down on my bed. And if you have anything in common at all, you like cherry soda, I like cherry soda. We'll be best friends. Best friend. Yeah. It doesn't take much. And then to follow that up, there's this little boy, I guess he went viral for, he had a take on making friends. Here goes, and I'm going to read the transcript because it's kind of hard to hear. Why is it so hard making new friends? I mean, I have friends. I just think I outgrown them. Bobby's cool, but Bobby eats crayons. We're about to be five. You can't walk around with tickle pink in your teeth. You got to do better. I used to like Amanda until she said my hair looks crazy. He's locked. So I met this dude that's part Jared. Our mommy told us to stay in the sand area. I like Star Wars. He likes Star Wars. Cool. This is my new bro. Then boom. The foolishness. He went to the grass area. I'm like, oh, you rebel, huh, Jared? I'm not about that life. My mama don't play that. So, uh, I could not tell half of it. Yeah. I know. So he starts off with, why is it so hard making new friends? I mean, I have friends. I just think I've outgrown them. Bobby's cool, <laughs> but Bobby eats crayons. We're about to be five. You can't walk around with tickle me pink in your teeth. You got to do better. <laughs> I used to like Amanda and she said until she said my hair looks crazy. These locks look better than your soul, Amanda. <laughs> just dark. <laughs> So I met this dude at the park, Jared. Our mommies told us to stay in the sand area. I like Star Wars. He likes Star Wars. Cool. This is my new bro. Then boom, the foolishness. He went to the grass area. I'm like, oh, you a rebel, huh, Jared? I'm not about that life. My mama don't play that. Yeah, rebel. I just love that kid. What four-year-old that's knows funny. the word foolishness? Mm-hmm, that's good. <laughs> I found an article, How to Help Kids Make Friends, 12 Evidence-Based Tips. And unfortunately, they actually involve talking to your damn kid. (laughs) God, couldn't I just sign him up for something? Yeah. I'll go through it quick. Uh, Show your child warmth and respect. Don't try to control your child through threats, punishments, or emotional blackmail. Because apparently if you're an asshole to them, it just, if you try to manipulate the kid through guilt trips and shaming, 
The yeah. kids grow up with poor quality friendships. Be your child's emotion coach. Studies suggest that kids develop weaker self-regulation skills when parents react dismissively, like you're just being silly, or punitively, go to your room, to their child's negative emotions. And I'm like, ah, crap, I do that all the time. (laughs) It's hard, man, because sometimes it's like you're in the middle of something, it's like, I don't have time for this right now. (laughs) Just teaching them how to regulate how they feel about shit. Nurture your child's ability to empathize and read minds, pretty much just teaching empathy. Yeah. You know, like, hey, how's your leg when you come home from a fishing trip? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, we've all hung out with that person that has no concept of empathy. And, man, they suck. Yeah. Is your child socially anxious? Provide a secure social environment. Studies suggest that sensitive, responsive parenting helps kids develop the kind of secure attachment relationships that promote confidence and independence. So, pretty hmm. much, if your kid feels safe, they're going to make better decisions. Rather than being forced into, I need to be friends with this person even though he's an asshole because no one else would be my friend. That kind of thing. Yeah. Number five, address your child's aggressive or disruptive behavior problems. Such behavior problems can pose a major social barrier to making friends. Kids tend to avoid or shun peers who act out in aggressive ways. No shit. Although it seems like, again, back to that whole thing, bullies attract bullies. Because they always went in packs, you know? There was always that yeah, group of dickheads, true. grade school and high school. This is true, yeah. Teach your child crucial conversation skills. Again, the ultimately it comes down to talk to your fucking kids. Yeah. Kids need to learn how to introduce themselves. My kid does not have this problem. <laughs> he will go up to anyone and say, hi, where do you live? And shit like that. Yeah. But then the other half of that, you know, that's just opening it up. But then they have to have the conversation skills where, you know, they talk about active listening. Where, you know, the other person feels like they're being heard too, because I'm sure you felt it on this show where I'm just the one fucking yakking away and not listening to a goddamn thing. And that's no fun. (laughs) And then here's another thing. Host social activities that encourage cooperation, not competition. Studies suggest that kids get along better when they are engaged in cooperative activities. Activities in which kids work towards a common goal. So, you know, like kids building something big or something, you know, stuff like that. I like, I did like the cooperative games. Yeah. When she was little. Ah, it's like Peaceable Kingdom or something, I think, is the company that makes the games. And there was like, I forget it was called, like Race Against the Ogre or something. And it's like you you play together in them. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. The kids aren't arguing because they're trying to work together. Yeah. Even, you know? It's like an escape I room. Think that one's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, the escape room, though, was pretty stressful for their, their first one. Sure. A few weeks back. <laughs> but it encourages cooperation. They're not competing yeah. with each other, or at least they shouldn't be. I guess there yeah, might be a small not. competition of, I got more clues than you. No, I think, yeah, it was more so, I think, just the stress of doing it for the first time Yeah, was more. And if your kid's not comfortable in social situations, it's better to keep them away from competitive games, at least until they develop better skills. Yeah. Number eight, show your child how to handle awkward situations. You know, like this one, they give an example. A kid sees a bunch of kids playing together. She wants to join but doesn't know how. And then they had some moms that chipped in saying, before you make your approach, watch what the other kids are doing. What can you do to fit in? Try joining the game by doing something relevant. For example, if the kids are playing a restaurant game, see if you can become a new customer. So you're not fucking up the game. You're just enhancing it. Yeah. Don't be disruptive or critical or try to change the game. This is where my kid fucks it up. Because it's like, okay, we've done that for three seconds now. Let's do it my way. 
Yeah. And if the other kids don't want you to join in, don't try to force it. Back off and find something else to do. Almost done. Help kids learn the art of compromise and negotiation. This is one where kids with siblings have an advantage because they're competing, you know, they're compromising on everything. Yeah, yeah. Single kids like ours are so used to having everything their way. Teach your child how to express remorse and make amends. They didn't experience... I can't fucking read. That's what happened. (laughs) In an experiment on six and seven-year-olds, researchers observed how kids responded to a transgressor who knocked down a tower they'd been building. Kids were forgiving if the transgressor apologized, but they still felt upset. The only thing that made the kids feel better was if the transgressor actively helped them rebuild their tower. So it's not enough to say, I'm sorry, you got to fix it. And I think there's two, I fucking hate it when parents go, now say you're sorry. And then that stops. You know, yeah. It ends there. It's like, no, 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 no. There's more help. to it. Yeah. Because we see it all the fucking time. Politicians or, you know, celebrities that, oh, I fucked up. And then, oh, Okay. And then they're back at it, making millions or still fucking up the world. It's just... No, I I agree. Yeah. So we should aim for teaching our kids how to repair things and improve bad feelings. Coach them on how to deliver apologies and make amends for their mistakes. Because that's what really matters. Because anyone can say, I'm sorry. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've said, I'm sorry. And just said it because I knew I had to. Not because I really was. Yeah. Yeah. That's been like a problem with the bullies right now is that point that out to Olivia that it's like well they keep saying that you know they're sorry or they take it back but what are their real actions you know yeah if if they're still doing it or it's like you got to go by people it's cool that it that shows that kids know instinctively when they're younger that the sorry is not enough the action is what Mm -hmm. you have to watch with people yeah because I, yeah. we all have grown up with and worked with people that say I'm sorry and don't, you know, and that's just totally not even close to being enough. Yep. Encourage your child to be understanding and forgiving of other people's mistakes. And I add to this dot, dot, dot to a point. Yeah. Yes. There's got to be a point where you're like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. I mean, mistakes happen. You know, sometimes people just have bad days, but I don't want my kid to just, you know, accept people's apologies and yeah, miss that whole. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay for you. Yeah. That's something with Olivia too. We've had to work on recently is the, the feeling like you're being bad or you're being a mean person by cutting off somebody that, you know, continually being a jerk to you. And it's like, you know, no, you, I understand that you like your, you know, cause Oli will say like, I like to give people second chances. It's mm-hmm. like, well, that's good. Not third and fourth and fifth and sixth, yeah. you know? <laughs> My thing is we all make mistakes and you know, I do all the fucking time too. But my thing is, don't make the same mistakes. Yeah. If they're saying sorry for the same thing over and over again, it's not. They're not, because they're not doing anything about it. Yeah, and mistakes are not all equal. If, if the mistake is, oh man, I, I left the butter out again or something dumb, sure. you know? That's not yeah. the same as, well, I'm sorry I made fun of you again in front of other kids. I won't do it again, <laughs> and you do it again. Or, you oh, know? fuck, like, are we recording today? <laughs> dang it. Yeah, those are just Alzheimer's. <laughs> okay, the last one, and this I think is one of the most important. Monitor your child's social life, but be careful about becoming too controlling, especially as your child gets older. Uh, I I kind of think we got to pay attention more. 
well, until yeah. they're like an adult, you know? Well, here goes. And so studies in a variety of cultures suggest that children are better off when their parents stay informed about their social activities. No big surprise yeah. there. Yeah. They call it parental monitoring. It's doing things like supervising kids when young children play, helping them find opportunities to meet and socialize with friendly pro-social peers, you know, just taking them places where they're actually going to see others, talking to your children's friends when they come to visit, which that doesn't happen so much right now. But yeah, I mean, you can tell us, like, yeah. oh, this is a bad fucking kid. Asking your kids to tell you about things they've done in their free time, which I can't get my kid to tell me shit. <laughs> it's because I did that dismissive shit that they talked about, like in step three. I know it is. So I've got to fix that. <laughs> There's also evidence in favor of setting certain limits, like insisting that your adolescent tell you in advance about details of an evening out, which that's fair. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, you're going out, which that probably feels like a huge thing, but hey, I. I still get to know what you're doing. Yeah. And they're going to lie like we did. But then this is a big, this is one's in bold. Parents need to tread carefully. They can embarrass their children and scare off potential friends by becoming too intrusive. This is the worst part. If kids perceive us to be too controlling, they are more likely to reject our guidance. In one study, adolescents actually became more likely to choose a delinquent peer as a friend if they thought their parents were overplaying their authority. Uh, you know, we're always afraid of that. Like they're going to rebel and all that crap. There's another article. I'll post the link for it. It's uh, called, should I force my child to socialize more? Pretty much it comes down to no, but you should encourage them to do things that will get them. It's a, it's a cool looking article, yeah. but you know, just like maybe, you know, get them into hobbies that maybe you can yeah. do this and meet some people there. Cause you know, if you just stay home in your room on an iPad, not going to meet anybody. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I know my kid would if he had the choice, and that's just a sad freaking existence. Or meet the wrong people. Ever since Oli started using robots, even when she was little, I'd always be like, you don't know if that's an actual kid or it could be some old man or something. <laughs> just like tell people she's with, like, you can't friend, the, don't friend anyone we don't know, you know? It all comes down to if you talk to your kid, you're going to be able to help a lot of this stuff out. I just imagine some guy who hasn't really paid attention to his kid in like eight years and goes, why is my kid such a fucking asshole? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that brings us to our sponsor, Seattle Gummy Company. You're going to need some uh, extra energy for all those play dates you're going to be scheduling for your little kid. <laughs> they make high energy mocha shots uh, right now. We've been enjoying them for over two years. Yeah. Right now I'm enjoying their chili pepper ones. And uh, they just give you that nice boost at the in that mid-afternoon where you just need to get through to the end of the day. They give you all the caffeine <laughs> of a cup of coffee five times faster and for half the price of what you would spend at a chain coffee shop. Mike loves the way they taste. I love the way they hey, work. I... Seattle Gummy Company, stand-up dad tested and approved. Get shit done. And that brings us to... Here's a story about a bad daddy. Okay, this is actually a bad mommy, but this goes <laughs> under the bad mom, but I'll allow it. And you're going to disagree okay. with me until I give you more info. Local mom assaults preschool teacher at Catholic Church in Grovetown. The hell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, how can that be okay? Yeah. Well, well you know, anything anti-church, I'm happy. Uh, a, parent, <laughs> a parent was arrested for violently assaulting a teacher Wednesday at St. Teresa of Avila Catholic Church's preschool program 
in Grovetown, Georgia. Casey Marie Brooks, 28, was charged Wednesday with battery. The parent said she was upset over how her child was handled on Tuesday. She came to discuss the matter with a 61-year-old teacher and school director. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hang on. During the meeting, Brooks allegedly punched and hit the 61-year-old teacher in the back of the head repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Some bullshit. You can't go beating that teacher. Hold on. Witness tried to stop the assault but could not. She yelled for help, and a second witness came into the room and pulled Brooks off the victim. Uh-huh. Here's the quote. Then Casey jumped back on her again and started hitting her with her fist as the victim was lying on the floor. Casey also bit the victim's left thumb and palm, leaving visible marks. They finally pulled the parent off the teacher, and she got arrested. The teacher's face was swollen. She had teeth marks in her, in her hand, and she was taken to the ambulance for treatment. Okay, now, yes, that was horrible, you know, a 28-year-old woman beating the shit out of a 61-year-old woman. Yeah. Here's the thing. The reason she went down there is apparently she had just seen, she was watching three hours of footage of how this teacher was treating her nonverbal two-year-old son. Oh, so they had a camera in there for people to watch? Yeah. Okay. So for three hours, she watched this teacher, the 61-year-old, spank her two-year-old nonverbal son several times, hit him in the head, slap him with a book, shove him to the ground, snatch him up by one arm and carry him across the room multiple times, slam him in his seat to make him eat lunch alone in time out, pick him up by his ankles and hold him on his neck slash head and grab his face so hard his cheeks were touching in his mouth as she was nose to nose with him amongst other things. Oh my God. How do you feel about beating the shit out of an old lady now? Oh, my God. I would have beat the shit out of a lady. <laughs> I've never hit a lady. Uh, or I would have probably got, like, uh, Oli's mom to come with me. So I mean, we'd then <laughs> yeah. I can't hit a lady, but she's going to hit you. Yeah. Someone's going to hit you. Well, and this, it no, gets. Oh, yeah. I could totally see losing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally would. It. And, wow. But here's yeah. it. It gets worse. The daycare director dismissed the actions and um, said that the teacher is going to keep her job. She saw nothing wrong with the teacher's abusive behavior and said she could. Oh, my. Yeah. What? So that's why the mom just lost it and went off on on the teacher. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's no way that. How can that be seen as okay? Wow. So, yeah. That's ridiculous. I'd be furious. Exactly. So I, I'm like tempted to like do like a GoFundMe to get her a good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And then this brings me to another article where it's just stupid parents in general. Missouri teacher resigns over pride flag dispute after parents said the teacher could teach their child to be gay. Pretty much teacher put a pride flag in the classroom. Yeah. That was going to teach their kid how to be gay. The teacher said that? No. A parent said oh, that about oh, the, the teacher. Oh, the parent said that. Oh, okay. So. Oh, my God. And the thing was, the teacher was doing yeah. it to be a safe space yeah. for the LGBT yeah. plus students. And, yeah. you know, the students are coming out saying that it was great to know they had some support. Yeah. Yeah. So the school wrote to the teacher and said, "You're un- if you are unable to present the curriculum in a manner that keeps your personal agenda on sexuality out of your narrative and the classroom discussions, we will ultimately terminate your employment. So he just resigned and said, fuck you. Oh, my God. Wow. So, yeah, it's like, OK, first of all, no one yeah. 
saw a flag and said, oh, God, I got to suck a dick. I, <laughs> I know. I know. It's yeah, just. Like it's got. <laughs> it's it just. Uh, you're trying to make a safe. Because you know what? I guarantee you there was Ridiculous. no. Ridiculous. If there were gay kids in our high school, I don't. I guarantee you they didn't feel safe. Yeah, for sure. Not that we were going to beat on them or anything, but it's just. I feel horrible because I know we said horrible things, you and I, because we didn't know what the fuck we were saying. Yeah, the 80s were, 70s and 80s were not as good as they are now, I think, for that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yet the Village People, one of the biggest bands of the eight, of the 70s. Yeah. I don't know. I just think back to some of the horrible shit we said. I mean, yeah. remember we used to play Smear the Queer. I never even thought about what that meant. I just thought. Oh, oh my God. The... I never even thought of it. Yeah, you're right. No, the queer has the ball. What? You know, it's got oh nothing. God. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I never even thought about that even to this day. I forgot about that See? game. But you remember wow. we used to play it. Yeah. And never thought of it as terms, no. but yeah, obviously using that term. Yeah. That's what they meant. We just thought it was cool because wow. it rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, violence yeah, and, and rhyming. Yeah, it was a game to just knock somebody down. Yeah. Yeah. We can rhyme and be violent. This is fun. Yeah. No. Uh, well, Anyway, I hope wow. I didn't ruin anyone's day by uh, giving making that comparison. Email well, us. No, it's good to know. Yeah, don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Email us. Tell us what you think at <laughs> thestandupdads at gmail.com. Ra- uh, subscribe, rate us, review us. If you do that, it helps people find us and uh, makes us grow better. If you want to hire someone to draw a picture of a 30-year-old mom beating the shit out of a 61-year-old lady, who should they reach out to? I might even animate that. (laughs) (laughs) You can write to me, Pencil for Hire, that's pencilforhire.com or Pencil for Hire on Instagram. And if you are going to smack around an old lady, you need Seattle Gummy Company to give you a little extra pep. (laughs) Yeah, so you don't run out of steam. Yeah. Click the link in our show notes, enter the code STANDUPDADS15, and get 15% off your order. We teamed up with a gag on this podcast, and we have merch on tpublic.com. Click the link in the show notes, and you'll get our ugly face on your stuff. Notebooks, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, whatever you want, we'll get it on there. We used to tell you to go to tpublic.com and search for gag on this. Uh, You won't be happy with what you find. Don't do that. Speaking of gag on this, get my side project, the gag on this podcast. That's run by Big Nick. Uh, We interview comics from all over the place, have a great time doing it. I have no idea who we're talking to this week, but we had a great time last week. Uh, Check it out. Talk to your goddamn kids. We will talk to you guys next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye.